Yo, what up, y'all? Get my guy Brandon in here with me. My guy. My dude, what's up? Can you hear me? What's up? Yeah, I get you hear me? Sweet. Yep, loud and clear, dude. Sorry about that, man. No, you, you know good. how to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy man, busy man. I try man, to stay bro. busy, man. Keep my ass yeah. out of trouble. <laughs> definitely, definitely, man. Bro, I just want to say thank you again. Um, you really don't know how much that meant when you hit me up and was like, bro, let's do it again. Like I said, you know, with losing my pops and, and just, yeah. you know, everything going on, I've been kind of like mentally out of it. Um, so I just want to say thank you for that because you really don't know. You kind of like jump started me back into getting what I love. So I just want to say thank you for that before we even get started, man. It's all love, bro. No problem. Man, bro, uh, to start off, man, like, how's everything been since we last talked? You know, everything's changed within, like, a whole year. Um, yeah. Just kind of, like, how have you been family-wise, career-wise, you know, mentally for you, stuff like that? Man, when did we last do this? It was, this... like, like April of 20... April of last year. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Well, shit, I'll, I'll go as fast as I can and give you everything I got. But, um, no, man, things are good, man. Uh, me, it, It's pretty well known. Uh, my wife and I, we've been trying to have our first child, and um, we, we've suffered two miscarriages um, in that in that time frame. We've been trying for four years and had to go the uh, in vitro fertilization route, IVF. Um, and we, we had, you know, two, I don't want to say the word bad, but, you know, it was, it was pretty bad at the time, um, two miscarriages. So we went through that, man. We got through it. Um, I lost, I lost my grandmother, um, in November. That was, that shattered me, bro. And I keep her, honest to God, like I keep her right here with me all the time. Um, cause she was, she was my angel when she was alive and I know she's my angel now. Um, so we, we, I've been through a lot of, and I say that to say, I've been through a lot of shit, like literally, but God's got my back. You know what I mean? He's got my wife's back. He's got my family's back. I know that. Um, everybody's going to go through loss, you know, and just how are you going to deal with it? How are you going to overcome it? You know, how are you going to get through it? So um, having said that, on a professional front, I mean, if things have been good, you know, I have absolutely zero. I mean, I, sh I can complain, but it won't help anything. It won't help. It won't help anybody. But no, um, business has been good. My family, my mom and dad are good. Um, I'm going to go backwards with the boys, Byron and Brian, the twins. They're uh, still two of my favorite people on the planet. Um, funny as hell. You know how twins are when they bicker, they fight. It's just it's, it's yeah. hilarious to watch. Um, Brad is good. You know, he's he's expecting his third child now, another boy. Um, shout out to him and his wife, Cam. They're expecting their third child. And uh, my last, well, the second oldest, Bruce, he's, you know, he's married now and to his to his wife Ivory, they they've been traveling the world. They've been you know, they've been doing very very well. So um, everybody's good, man. Family's good. Work is good. It, I mean, a lot has gone on. You know, in terms of loss, a lot has gone on. Um, you know, dealing with certain things, but you know, I say this word again, but things are good. Yeah, yeah. 
what has kind of been like your your motivation? You know, we all get down. We all feel like we want to give up. But for you, like, is it something you remember from childhood? Is it somebody in your family that kind of, you know, something plays in your mind? Like, okay, I remember they told me this. Don't ever give up. What has been your motivation to keep going? Because we all definitely get to that moment. Yeah. Honestly, bro, um, before my grandmother passed, it was making everybody proud of me. Keep fighting. Keep going. We, the Beal family, we're not known to quit. We don't know how to give up. Um, but after Grandma died, I hate saying that word, after she passed, um, it became about her and, and her being proud of me. You know what I mean? Um, her and I had this bond, man, that I would never be able to explain. I would never be able to... Um, I, I won't ever be able to explain it, man. We had a really special, really tight bond. And uh, I'll miss that forever. But when she passed, that kind of... It, it didn't change everything in terms of what I'm doing, but it definitely made me go harder. Because, you know, I work in that industry. Like, it's you don't know when it's your time to go. So you need to go as hard as you can, as long as you can. Well, me and you, we're still, we're still young. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we got to go hard. But I think it was her passing that kind of um, made me want to step it up and go take it to the next level. Um, B, if you could go back and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell yourself now that you know now that would kind of help you from the beginning? That these kids on the court are getting bigger, faster, stronger every year. You are working harder at 18. Because, look, man, I was, I was, I'll be honest, man, I was one of those guys who, in my mind, I was gifted. And I was given a gift from God. I was given a gift to shoot a basketball. But in that 04 class, I think I talked to you about this before, there was Dwight Howard. There was Sean Livingston. Mm -hmm. You know, the 03 class was LeBron and D-Wade. You know, I forget who the 05 class was, but, like, 03 to 05, that was a tough class. I mean, they're a tough couple classes. You know what I mean? Um, J.R. Smith, he's in my class. You know what I mean? Um, old boy Josh Smith, with former Atlanta Hawk, like, he was in my 04 class. So, yeah, you could shoot, yeah. but these dudes are monsters. They're six foot nine, six foot ten monsters. You're barely pushing six four and a half. You know what I mean? Um, but if I could go back, man, I would say, hey, dude, study, study the six four guards. Study Dwayne Wade. You know what I mean? Study um, not not Allen Houston, but I loved Allen Houston. Uh, Ray Allen, he was pushing six five. Study those guys. You know what I mean? Um, because you know you're gonna be stuck at this height for a while. Um, forever, you know what I mean? But I would definitely tell myself to study those guys and to definitely, um, you know, work a little bit harder than what you are right now. And don't right. think that you're the best, you know, walking two guard in all of the country because you're probably not, you know what I mean? Um, hindsight, though, man, that's how hindsight works, you know. What could have, should have, what if I can go back? What if I can do that? You know, I'm, I'm grateful, man. I'm blessed, dude. It didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen, but it's definitely happened the way God wants it to happen. So I'm good with yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Um, for you, um, B, when you were coming up, what was what was your end goal as as a youngin? And now, like, do you still have that same end goal, or is it like things kind of shifted as life went on for you? That's kind of. It's a good question. It's kind of the same mm -hmm. because 
now that I'm not in the sports world anymore, going to my Super Bowl and NBA championship, you know what I mean? Now I'm in the business world. I still have a Super Bowl or NBA championship of this side of the of my industry. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's still a grind. It's still work hard, put in the work. Um, it's just different type of work. It's just a different type of grind. Instead of it being a physical one, mine is more of a mental one. You know what I mean? And it, trust me, you can get mentally exhausted if you don't take care of yourself. Um, you can get mentally burned out. But um, yeah, man, it, it's it hasn't changed in terms of wanting to excel and wanting to uh, succeed, I really feel like, and this is going to sound arrogant as hell, but I really feel like, and this this shouldn't be arrogant, so no one should take it that way, but God created everyone to do something special with their life. You know what I mean? So you have to figure out what that is, and then once you have an idea of what that is, to just go. fail. You're going to fail. Fail forward. You know what I'm saying? Don't fail backwards. Don't be timid and shy. Don't be too scared. Things are going to scare you. Things are going to make you nervous. Things are going to make you, you know, your your sense of, you know, I don't don't even know what to call it, man. Everybody has a sense of, you know, the go get it, you know what I mean, mentality. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes when you come across something new after a plan has changed, you know, it's easy to kind of revert back, you know, or fall back. But you got to be able to push through that wall and just go, bro. Like, I really do believe we're all meant to do something special. Find out what it is and just go. Fail, fix it, go some more. Fail, fix it, get up and go again. Right. Okay. Um, for you now, you know, I know you're we're still, like you said, we're still young. For you now, do you have, a, like, a proud moment of you now? It was like, man, I've, I've been through a lot. I did this, I did that, I did this, like. For you now, do you have a proud moment or are you not satisfied because you're not at, you know, if you have a bigger goal in the end that you're not there yet? I've had some proud moments, but like you just, you literally just hit the nail on the head. Um, Not satisfied, but don't confuse my hunger for more with, you know, not grateful because I'm crazy grateful. Crazy. I understand my blessings. I I am super grateful, but I am not satisfied you can't get complacent in life because that's when you get stuck okay just like in sports just because let's just i'm going to use it as an example i'm not saying this is true but let's say lebron is the best in the world if he gets to a place of complacency guess what kd passes him steph passes him all these other great players i look at what john moran's doing right now he will pass you know what i'm saying like there are so many other good people or other athletes out there that you can't just rely on skill alone or you can't just say, oh, I want this NBA championship. Kobe was like, man, fuck the first one. I need a second, a third. Oh, and Mike was the same way, a fourth, yeah. a fifth, a sixth. They were grateful for those trophies, but they wanted more. They were hungry for more. And I yeah. think it is kind of a gift and a curse because at the end of the day, it's like you, you win a championship, I got to go win another one. But every time you win one, you get older, you get more beat up and broken down. It's like, what is really the end game? I think it's kind of a, I don't know. I, I know it's an obsession, but I think it's kind of, it's kind of a catch-22. It really is a catch-22. It's like, what the hell? What is the real end game? You know what I mean? I don't think there should be one because you're always chasing. I stole this from Matthew McConaughey. You're always chasing that 10-year version ahead of you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm chasing that 36-year-old Brandon. And then when I get to 30, or I'm sorry, the 46-year-old Brandon at 36 now, and then when I get to 46, I can't think that I've made it because there's a 56-year-old version that's doing even better than him. So I'm, yeah. I'm like, you're constantly, ch- you're, you're never going to be the best 
because you're always chasing that version of you that is the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. kind of never ending. And I actually think there's beauty in that in that type of thinking because that that is kind of an art to me if you think about it that way. Right. B, let me ask you this. Do you feel like, maybe not now, but in one point in your life, do you ever feel like you try to compare your life to others as far as what they had at that particular moment? I want to be there. I want to get there. Like, talk about that for you. Have you ever felt that? And what was the way that you kind of was like, no, nah, I'm not going to keep looking at it like that? Yeah, that's a good question. I used to. And I'll, I'll be totally transparent, full disclosure. I used to compare. And that's easy to do, man, in the world. Like, when I was coming up, we didn't have social media. Like, there was no Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. What's the other Snap. There was none of that, dude. It was literally Google. That was That's all we had, right? We, we may have had YouTube. It was more for, like, Tony Hawk-type stuff. And, you know, kids jumping platforms and stuff like that. It, it wasn't really. YouTube isn't what it is now. You know what I mean? So in my early days in college and high school, I didn't really compare myself. If I did, it was a comparison of I want to be like him because he's, to me, he's the GOAT, right? So in my mind, playing tight end in high school and college, I loved Kellen Winslow Jr. You know what I mean? Yeah. K2. You know, his pops was dope. And I thought Kellen, I, I thought this dude was really revolutionizing the position until, you know, accident, injury, got a little bit of trouble, things like that. And then Antonio Gates came along, you know, so I, I started taking a liking to him. Um, basketball, I always compared myself to Ray Allen, I always compared myself to, to him. But then, dude, like, right around the time, you know, I graduated, like, yeah, Facebook was out and all this other stuff. And then my brother gets drafted to the NBA. Now things start to change. Now you're seeing people post stuff about their lifestyle. You're seeing the fancy cars with the girls sitting on the roof. And you're seeing the, the private plane. You're, you're seeing these... 20,000 square foot homes. You know what I mean? So it, it's easy to get caught up in that, man. It's really easy to get caught up in trying to live. So, you know how it could have been so easy for me, Bruce, Byron, and Brian to be like, I want Brad's life. I want, I, want, I want his money. I want his charter planes. I want his cars. I want his life. No, man, it don't work like that. I, so I think we, us three, had an advantage, or us four, rather, uh, had an advantage in that, not letting social media get you to a point of comparing yourself to other people because your success and my success are different. You can't predicate your success on mine, just like I can't predicate my success on yours. So why even try? Like, I really look up to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I love E.T. The Hip Hop Preacher, Grant Cardone, Ed Milet. Even still, even though he had a bad moment, achieved in his career Barack Obama I look at these great men and it's like yeah I aspire to be like them but I mm -hmm. can't compare myself to them does that make sense like I can't yeah. sit say oh well they've got it better than me he's all rich and he's all this and that and he's wealthy here and he's got this but no that's the quickest way to for your mental health to take a decline you know what I mean yeah so yeah. um I I started probably around 34 really focusing on me because Kevin Hart said it in one of his interviews not too long ago. I forget which press junket he was doing, but he said, I'm not comparing myself to, to no one. You know, I, I work, he's worked with some great people, but he didn't, he's not comparing his life and his successes to theirs. He's like, they're the only person that I am comparing myself to is me. And it's, it's 
totally right, man. Like, we shouldn't be out here comparing ourselves to our neighbor, to our brother-in-law, to whomever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you should be trying to be the best version of you. And that's it. That's all anyone should be able to ask for. Right. And B, you kind of touched it on a little bit uh, as far as, like, mental health. What is mm -hmm. your insight on it and why does it feel like as – I'm a victim of it, too, where I feel like as men we can't be emotional, we can't feel a certain type of way. Um, like, do you have any insight on, like, for you? Like, do you feel the same way as far as mental health? Do you think it should be more of the top of the conversations as far as men? Like, just talk to the men really quick and let them know, like, how do you feel about mental health and how do you feel that, you know, we all have emotions that we all should feel how we feel and it shouldn't be, oh, you're soft or, or you, you know, you're acting like, you know, stuff like that. You're acting yeah. weak and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to say this first. As black men, we're taught to not be soft, be strong, not to have emotion or feelings, not to cry. Um, you get, you fall down, you get up, rub a little dirt on it, sprinkle some water on it, you'd be cool, good to go, get mm -hmm. back out there, right? That's what we're yeah. taught, bro. Something, I can't remember, so don't, don't quote me, don't get mad at me, 2020 or 2021, there were a lot of sports figures, Kevin Love, um, a few other gals, and a few other guys came out like, hey, I suffer from depression. You know what I mean? And this, they, they talk about it. Kevin Love talked about it. He put it out there. I'm sure he was seeing someone professionally for people that look like me and you, we don't do that. So I want to put it out there right now that we should, and it is okay. There's this huge stigma around, well, you don't need that, or huge stigma around, well, ain't nothing really wrong with you. You know what I mean? And I'll be honest, man, that was me. I'd be that guy's like, oh, man, ain't nothing wrong with you. You just go do this and go do that. You'll be good to go. You know what I mean? You'll be bright as sunshine. But it don't work like that, man. That is really a serious thing. My wife suffers from depression, right? Uh, not so much lately, but while we were dating and engaged, yeah, like I would see. And I'm, that actually opened my eyes up to that world. Everybody's got a different world they live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And once you become an inhabitant of that world, you understand more all this is a real deal. Like, I don't think, I used to not think that alcoholism was a disease, but it very well could be. You know what I mean? I didn't think it was a genetic thing, but it very well could be. It doesn't mean I should be insensitive to it. It means I should just, you know, open up and start learning more about it. You know what I mean? But going back to your question, I, I think mental health should be at the top list of priority for people. I really think, I used to be that person of, all right, I need to get up, work out first before anything, because that helps my mind. I really think you need to actually flip it and get up, maybe meditate, talk to God for a bit, do something to center yourself. Take 10 minutes, 15 minutes to yourself, man, and just focus on you and what's great in your life. Have an attitude of gratitude. I really think that I'm not, I'm not by no means am I trying to shrink anybody or, or claim to be a professional. I'm not, but this is what helps me. Um, waking up every morning just having an attitude of gratitude. But I do think it's important. I don't think we should downplay it. And I'm glad that you get these sports figures like Kevin Love who have these platforms to talk on, man, and people listened. Like, I think he was a trailblazer in that because now you, you had girls in soccer, you had other guys in the NBA, guys in football coming out and say, hey, man, I'm suffering from this. I've been having that. I haven't talked to anyone. Dude, mental health leads to at least a suicide, you know what I mean? Or, or at least to you just being in a so bad of a state of depression 
that you can't function, you can't operate, you alienate the ones that you love and care about most to the point where they don't even want to be around you anymore, not because they don't love you, but because they don't want to piss you off anymore. You might do something crazy, might do something yeah. bad, might do something to harm yourself. You know what I mean? So I really do think that we need to take it a hell of a lot more. We have, but I still think there are more strides we can take for that. How long was, you know, did you feel like you had a challenge mental health for a while? Like, was it a certain situation that kind of triggered you? Like, I know you said you lost your grandmother. That can be a reason for some people. Like, for me, losing my dad, I've just been depressed and not in the mood. Yeah. Like I said, wanted to give up. But, like, for you, do you feel like I want to be careful how I word this because I know it's you know, it's it's important. But, like, do you feel like everybody should try to get the help immediately? Is there a way where people can feel like, okay, I need to go get help? Or do you feel like that's more of a self-awareness that, like, okay, I need help. I need help. Because it's hard to call yourself out at times when you feel like, yeah. oh, no, I don't have a problem. Oh, no, I'm not depressed. I'm okay. But, like, do you feel like that's hard for a person to really call yourself out to say, okay, I need help? Yeah, I think it is, man, because we all have pride and we all have ego. And we all think that yeah. there's nothing wrong with us you know what i mean yeah you definitely don't want to have someone else walk up to you and say hey d uh something's really wrong with you man i think you should go see someone that's the last thing you want to do you'd rather self-evaluate yourself than have somebody else do it you know what i mean but i i agree with everything you said i think you should have, you should go see someone when you think it's time but at the same time you don't want to wait too long when if things get too bad you know what I'm saying? So that's a that's that's hard, man. That's a hard thing to dissect and try to know when to uh when to get help. But I know for me, you asked me about did I have a catalyst or a trigger? Um, I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't. When my grandmother passed, um, I'm the type of person, man, and I'm I'm working on this. I I see I talk to professionals all the time. You know, I have, I have two pastors that you know they're not actually psychotic psychiatrists, but we talk. You know what I mean? Like, hey, man, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that, and it's driving me nuts. What can I do? You know what I mean? So I'll put it out there right now. I talk to people, um, and you should. But um, I'm the type of person that when I suffer loss or things aren't going my way, I kind of I deal with it by trying to push it down. Again, that's how we're taught as, as black men, to push it down, suppress it, keep that shit in there, bottle it up, and then boom, it'll explode. And that's what happened with me and my wife and our miscarriages. Like I was so focused on making sure my baby girl was okay I hadn't assessed how I felt. And literally, I'm not kidding. We were in Florida three months, four months after the fact. And I just burst out into tears. I was talking to some people at a, at a business meeting and they were asking me a question like you, like, Hey, how's everything been? And I just, it just came out. Like I didn't, I didn't plan it. I didn't write it down beforehand. I didn't prep for it. Like it just, it just came out. You know what I mean? And, um, Luckily, I was in a place, a, a good, solid place with good, good people surrounded Ashley and me and offered their comfort and, and prayers and healing and, and, you know, all that jazz. But, um, yeah, dude, I, I really think that um, I haven't had that. You know what I mean? I haven't gotten to a place of, you know, alienation of my loved ones, not wanting to go outside, you know, um, that when my grandmother passed, there were, I had my moments. I really had my moments of like, whew, like I'm getting one right now, where you get choked up, your eyes gets, gets ready to water. But I didn't go into a depressive state because from what I read, that can be a long period of time. 
could be a short period of time. I don't know. I'm not a professional, right? But um, I think, and I, I thank God. That when you, you lost your pop, you know what I mean? And you said that you didn't know which direction you want to go in, what to do, blah, blah, blah. I still knew where I wanted to go. I still knew where I had to be. I still knew I had that woman in the other room there that I need to take care of. You know what I mean? And I promised her father long ago and her mother long ago, hey, I got her. By any means necessary, I, no matter what happens to me, I got her. You know what I mean? I try to, you know, keep that promise. Um, but it's tough, man. My heart, I'm not, seriously, though, my heart goes out to you because I haven't had to deal with a particular instance or trigger or catalyst that will cause me to feel what you felt when your dad passed away. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man, I know that was a long yeah. win, but, um, yeah, it, it's one of those things. I, I, I will say this, though. You do want to see someone, but you don't want to wait too long. So if that is the case and you can start to feel something, putting this out there in the, in the metaverse, if you start to feel something, just shoot someone a quick phone call. It doesn't even have to be a psychiatrist. It doesn't have to be a shrink. Shoot, shoot your mom and dad a call. Shoot your mom and dad a text. Shoot your, your brother, your best friend, your best girlfriend. Shoot somebody a text. Say, hey, you got a minute to talk. You know what I mean? Sometimes talking to a friend will go a long way. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, I don't want to waver too much on, on sadness right now. Yeah, um, right. Both of us. Uh, but for you, bro, for you, bro, I see, like, every time I'm on Instagram, I see you posting, you know, about your business, your career. Just talk to the people about what you have going on, uh, what we may need to know, and stuff like that. Because I, I see you all the time posting. I'm like, I, I love to see stuff like that. So just kind of talk about that for you and how you got, you know, into that field, yeah. um, what your field is about, and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, so I've run a company called Bill Financial Group, which is the umbrella of this <laughs> $8.2 billion conglomerate uh, called Integrity Marketing based out of Dallas, Texas. And um, pretty much, man, it's financial services, you know, retirement, life insurance, I mean, you uh, health, you name it, we have it. You know what I mean? Um, and my mission, me, per every big company, every company has their own mission, right? But I have a yeah. mission in the mission and mine is to simply it's kind of like the u.s military was like no man left behind like our mind is like no family left behind and even getting deeper than that is no yeah choose my words carefully no people of color left behind okay our culture i actually just made this post yesterday before our podcast um we don't have the financial literacy that other cultures do okay we don't have the education and it's not anyone's fault because you don't know what you don't know and i actually made this this reference yesterday it's like fitness right you know 20 30 years ago you my dad my dad was telling me when he played football they did not lift weights they they may have run some sprints but they did not lift weights because it made you too big and too blocky that you couldn't move on the field right and he was a quarterback right yeah. Well, you fast forward today, man, you see somebody built like Cam Newton, and it's like, bro, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you, yeah. you look at Dwight, I'm, I'm not a Dwight Howard fan, but you look at him, you're just like, damn. Or or LeBron is just like, what? Well, these dudes are freaks of nature now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, again, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you didn't do it. We didn't have the information. We didn't have the knowledge. We didn't have the research, right? Nowadays, yeah. 
bro, you need to look like Ray Lewis in order to survive in between them lines, bro. You need to be built like Saquon Parkley, you know what I mean, if you want to be a running back, you know what I'm saying, yeah. in the NFL. So that's information we didn't have back then. Same with financial services. I have learned enough information to where I should be able to pass that on to my community or communities and have people take full advantage of it um, to get you and your children ahead in life or give them a leg up in life because 90% of us don't, man. 90% of us don't. And do you know that, and not just for black families, but families in general, I would say 75% are living paycheck to paycheck. Families in our country living paycheck to paycheck, maybe even more than that. It may have grown since inflation. Um, that numbers may have gone up a little bit, excuse me. But yeah, man, so that's, that's a little bit about what we do. Um, I'm always looking for people who want to change their circumstance. May it be on the you know insurance side and make sure they have proper coverage or protection so that knock on wood, something happens to you you know, your families are taken care of and giving them a shot at helping other families, you know, get that protection they need, you know, that's why I love what I do because it goes on. I can do both. You know what I mean? I can, I can go over here, give this family peace of mind. So when they put their head down at night, they're good. And then I have a, a, a single mom who's working her ass off nine to five to provide for her two girls, you know, an opportunity to make a little bit of extra money on the side. You know what I mean? I, absolutely love, I don't think there's any other business model on the planet outside of being a pro athlete that anyone could convince me of that, that they're better. You know what I mean? That you just can't convince me. You know what I mean? Um, and having said that too, man, I'm going to piggyback on what I said a second ago in that I understand and I am sympathetic to the fact that, and empathetic to the fact that I understand money does not grow on trees. I get it. I've sat with people who have literally shown me you know, their spendings, you know what I mean? They're, they're what I call, what's your nut? What's your bottom line? How much money do you need to make every single month in order for you to pay your bills? I've seen people's bank statements, and it's it's tragic sometimes to see and hurtful to see, especially my older people, my seniors, living off $700 a month. So some people like that, man, that are getting $700 on Social Security, they probably can't afford a 20 or 30 or $40 a month you know, life insurance policy. They probably can't. Yeah. My post yesterday was about the people who can, as opposed to you taking this trip to Turks and Cape, let's make sure your family's going to be okay first. I'm not against Turks and Caicos. I'm not against Red Bottoms. I'm not against all this nice stuff and lifestyle. Like I said a minute ago, I grew kind of halfway grew up with it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm accustomed to it, but guess what? I pass away, my wife gets $5 million. If God sees fit to give us children, my kids are going to be set for the rest of their life. Mm. Because Ashley's oh, going to the same thing. Okay? Don't get me wrong, man. Like, I love, I don't have anything in my office, but I love nice stuff, man. I do. But my fucking family's taken care of first before I do anything with me. All the bills are paid. The cars are gassed up. There's food in the fridge. Then I'm like, Babe, let's go to Hawaii for just three days. Let's just get away, do a little R and R. And again, I go back to let's get our minds right. You know what I mean? Okay, let's go. And there we go. But guess what? When I come back home, it's not. Oh, I got all these bills to pay. I should have paid them. Now I can't because we were over here fucking around. Like, no. I make sure black men. We need to make sure our families are taken care of first before you go and finance that Escalade, bro. 
That's where I'm at. That's where I was coming from with that. So I want to clarify that. But I do also want to taste some heat. I already got some heat for it yesterday. Yeah, but uh, somebody called me like 9 o'clock. I was like, hello? And I knew the guy. I was like, yeah, what up, bro? Man, I want to talk about that post you made. I was like, ah, <laughs> nah, I'm being Asher eating right now. Why don't you just shoot me a quick text, bro? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So. But for you, B, what was, what was that? When was the seed planted for you that that's what you wanted to do? You know, get involved in that. Was it a particular situation? Was it, you know, like how was that for you? Because that's, yeah, like you said, when you said that, I got like chills, man. You know what I mean? Knowing you got to take care of your family because we don't know, you know, yeah. and like said, everything being so recent with me, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like when you said that, it's kind of like, man, we, j- we don't know. We don't we know. Don't. So for you, when was that like that light bulb that went off in your head was like, okay, I'm going to do this because this is what I have a passion for. I want to help people. Yeah. Um, there's a cliche, it's like, when you love what you do, it's not work. Mm. When you're passionate about something, it's not work. You don't feel like it's work. Yeah. I think that's kind of bullshit. And I'll explain why. Nine times out of ten, whatever it is that you're passionate about, I can guarantee, I can almost guarantee, like, name me a, a job. Well, I'm a firefighter. Firefighters make like twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year. Keep going. Well, I wanna. I'm a. Um, I love being. My mom's a school teacher. Real life example. My mom's a school teacher. Forty thousand dollars a year. That's good money in Missouri. Take that to South Florida. Take that to New York. Take that to Cali or Texas. Forty thousand won't. Forty thousand won't do it. Especially with almost ten percent inflation. The dollar's not even a dollar anymore. It won't do it. You know what I mean? Um, but for me, man, this was not something. I was a personal trainer. That's what I was passionate about. And I was working at two gyms. You know what I mean? Like I would ha- I would show up to the wrong place at the right time to train the wrong person. You know what I mean? That's how crisscross I was because I wasn't making enough money. You know, I was making twenty eight, thirty eight thousand dollars a year. You know, then I found an opportunity that literally God bestowed upon. I'm not kidding, man. God is so good. Like, he just threw it in my lap, bro. I was not looking for I was looking for something. I just didn't know what. I knew I was good at building muscle, dropping fat. I knew I was good with people. I could make people laugh. But that was it. Like, what else could I do? I didn't. I knew I didn't want to use my degree. I didn't want to go into social work because it just wasn't enough money. And I had already wasted enough time not making enough money on stuff that I was passionate about, right? Um, so then I found a gig, man, where this gig found me, where instead of me making $20,000 a year, I could make 20 grand in a month. And I could show other people how to make 20 grand in a month. And they could show other people how to make 20 grand in a month. That shit's stupid to me. Can you, I couldn't fathom making five grand a month, let alone 20. You know what I mean? And opportunities out there, they really exist. Don't get me wrong. We live in a world of schemes and scams and everybody's got one. Where it seems like everybody's got one, especially on social media. Everybody's trying to run a deal on somebody. But let me tell you, dude, I've been doing this for five years. God gave it to me because I would have never gone this route, ever. It's just not in my DNA. But um, I became passionate about it. You asked me, when did, it, when did that happen? I became more passionate about it when I saw the people I was given this, this shot to, given this opportunity to when they started making money, when they started going on vacations and when they started doing things in life that they've always wanted to do, but they couldn't because they were hindered and tied down to a desk and a job and traffic and a cubicle and a, 
And let's be real, marriage is either in one of two ways, infidelity or money, or both. Mm. Marriage is really in, relationships in, because of somebody cheated or somebody ain't making enough money. At least in my mind, that's how my mind works. So I figured if I can keep what's supposed to be in my pants in my pants, and if I can keep money in the bank, my marriage is pretty much good. And be a good guy, my marriage is pretty much good. You know what I mean? So now you're showing people how to make more money. Guess what? Relationships are getting better. Marriages are getting better. Not all, but some. I'm not God. I can't affect everybody and change everybody's life. But I can try and influence it. I can try and help them out. You know what I mean? So that's when it became passionate to me when I start to see people's lives change. Like one of my boys in Cleveland right now, 18, 19-month-old son, married for about two years now, three years. And I'm just, I'm, I've literally watched him grow almost like from a pup, you know what I mean, to where he is now because he's been with me for about four years, five years now. So it just, it's been a privilege watching him just kind of blossom. Wow, B, man, that was a lot. It was a lot. And I think I'm a lot sorry. of people really don't work in that. <laughs> no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying like in a good way, like that was a lot for yeah. people to really take in to like really was like, okay, like this is real, you know, to wake yeah. up. Um. Man, B, do you have anything else you want to share to the people? You know, any motivation, anything you just want to say about your business, anything to be looking forward to, anything like that? I used to be that guy to motivate. But when you start talking to millionaires and billionaires, your job isn't to motivate. Your job is to inspire. Because yeah. motivation is just motivation is just pushing someone to do something. Inspiring is throwing a lasso around them and pulling them closer to you and say, hey, come on, follow me. Let me show you how to do this. You know what I mean? Anybody can motivate somebody. You can sit here right now and motivate the shit out of me, and I'll be ready to go. But guess what? When we get done with the call, it's like, all right, what do I do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's stuck. And I think inspiration is the bridging of that gap. Like, I want to inspire people on the two fronts I just spoke about, man. Either A, let me show you how to take care of your family, whether it be with retirement so that you have my, bro. And I spoke about this at, a, at an event in Vegas a couple of weeks back. Who do you see at Costco, Target, Walmart, greeting you at the door? Not always, but most of the time, it's an older man or woman with the cutest silver hair, the biggest and brightest smile on their face. And in my mind, my heart, my heart breaks. And in my mind, I'm like, they should not have to do this right now, but they have to. People do this job because they have to. They got to put food on the table and they got to pay the bills. They didn't, it's either they didn't save enough or they didn't save properly. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And by properly, I mean in certain vehicles where they weren't going to lose money. That's what I do. That's my specialty. That's my heart is turning people bro you know how many kids my wife and i turned into millionaires this year at least on paper so i tell them so I, I tell mom and dad like hey mom and dad you're putting away 200 bucks a month for your newborn look at what he'll have don't even look at 65 look at what he's got at 45 at 55 then we can look at 65 i'm like this kid is now a multi-millionaire at least on paper but it's up to you to keep it going yeah and the same with people our age again i'm 36 i wish i'd known this about 36 and 26 and 16 but you don't know what you don't know yeah. i didn't have this yet 
You know what I mean? So that's why I'm so, when you see my post, bro, I am hellbent. It's not, I'm not trying to get rich off somebody. I'm trying to change somebody's life, man. I'm trying one at a time. One, if I could change one person's life at a time, whether it be one person a day or one person a week, I'm out here trying to change lives and put people in a better position than they would be without my help or without having to talk to me. You see what I'm saying? So that's the, that's one way. And then the second way, like I mentioned a second ago is giving someone an opportunity. Hey, you need to make more money. You've told me that. Let me show you how. All you got to do is take an exam, get your license, much like being a personal trainer, you have to take a test, get your cert. Okay. And then I'll show you my team, my guys, my gals, we'll show you how to go out there. And literally somebody told me when I first got started, Brandon, you can write a check for a million dollars and in a year you can cash it. And I was like, bullshit, you're fucking lying, get out of my face. But when you start doing the math, it's like, wow, if I help this many families in my area, in my community, or if I go to LA, if I go to San Diego, San Francisco, so you mean to tell me I can, wow, I actually can't cash that check in a year's time, two years time, whatever it is. So I tell people, what's your number? What, what do you want to make? I just want to make 50 grand. Done deal. You want to make that in a month or a year? <laughs> it's like, I mean, a year would be good, but if we do it a month, that'd be nice too. Okay, I'll show you how. It's just going to take hard work though. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's easy. Now, damn sure not going to sit here and tell you it, it's, it's a piece of cake because it's not. It's difficult. Yeah. Like the piece I made yesterday, I get told by my people. My people tell me no all the time. All the time. And that, Again, not trying to make a dollar off anybody, but that hurts my soul because that's another black family I let down. That's another black family that's not going to be in a financial position to take care of the things that need to be taken care of when things come to pass. Yeah. You've dealt with that just recently, right? Yeah. Grandmother had life insurance. Where'd she get it from? You know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those things where it's like, you want to be a superhero, but there's only so many people you can save. Yeah. You know, can't, help everybody. can't those, save everybody. Can't save everybody. You can only save the people who want to be saved, man. So if somebody's sitting there and they know they're only making 25, 30, me wanting to help them, there's not much else I can do. Or if they say no to a $30, $40 a month policy, it's going to give their children a quarter million dollars when they pass. You don't want your kid to have a quarter million dollars when you pass? What's wrong? Why? Like, I don't understand that. And I'm, I'm going to get to the root of it. Yeah. I think I have it figured out. I'm still learning. But, um, yeah, man, I, I've enjoyed this time. Um, it's good to just talk. You know what I mean? It's yeah. really good to talk yeah. and get out there. And, you know, people, I don't know. If y'all want to follow me on, on Instagram, you know, it's my first name, middle initial, last name. Same with all my, my handles on uh, all social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, everywhere. Man, man, B, you know how I feel about you, my guy. Appreciate you always. Um, you know, like I said, if you guys want to stay in touch with B, follow him. Yeah. Um, good guy. Come from a good family. So, B, all love to you, man, to you and your family. Love to you, bro. Have a good one, bro. I appreciate you, brother. You too. Hit me up. All right, bro. Got you, bro.